Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for listening. Phone number here on the program, 855-2124-CBS. Twitter, Sports Writer. Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, my last name. You can contact us either way. Or if you just want to go you know, right to D-Cell, if you call 855-2124-CBS, good chance the executive producer, Tom DeCelestino, will answer the phone. But he's also on Twitter at D-CellCBS. And Andrew Bogish, the distinguished part of the trio here on the show, will be on the program in about 30 minutes to give us some headlines. There is a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad rumor out there from a radio host somewhere else that Tom Brady is thinking about unretiring. Let this not be true. We'll we'll dive into that thought experiment in about 20 minutes. And Aaron Rodgers, man, who would be less likable next year? If Tom Brady unretired, him or Aaron Rodgers, each of them might be at new teams. We'll get into the news on Rodgers reportedly visiting with the Jets yesterday. This news dropped a little after midnight on East Coast time. So this morning, technically, those of you East Coasters, I like LeBron James. You know, to whatever degree you can like a semi-stranger. I, I've met the man, but but I like him. I'm not an anti-LeBron guy, and I absolutely respect loving your your son and wanting your kids to do well. But man, I, I even though it's out of love, I don't think LeBron is doing Bronny any favors. And we'll get into the latest example of how dad, and I again, out of love, is putting a target on his son's back when that poor kid gets to the NBA. About 30 minutes. We'll do it in a, in a hoopier than you. I'm sorry. Hi, Tom. Is that the name of the segment? I get confused because you guys make fun of me a lot. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Uh... Hoopier than you. It is the name of the segment. Um, not so much. Let's go with okay. Basket Bill. Hoopier than you. Basket Bill. Um, I was. I don't know if I'll bring this up on the air in front of him, but I was at the Super Bowl a few weeks ago. I guess, was that three weeks ago now? In Phoenix. And I went out to the CBS Sports HQ site. One of the two. We had a couple. One of them was beautiful. It was at the NFL Experience. We had a huge stage. I did a bunch of NBA breaking news there. And a very distinguished gentleman walked in. And I thought, that is a television anchor. Right? TV anchors have a look, okay? They're in good shape. They've got a, It's almost like they've dipped themselves in sheen. Like, I don't know where you'd buy it, but just if you... Like, like shine? Just, just... You bathe in... Just, there's a glow. And I thought, I know this guy. I'm not going to say anything to him. It didn't matter because Pete Prisco did all the talking for the 11 people that were there anyway, so there wasn't really a chance. 
But I thought it must be some anchor I've worked with before. No, no. It was the former GM of the Vikings, Rick Spielman, who I'd interviewed when I had a TV show. Totally just, just flummoxed Tom the hello, right? Hey, do you want to be friends? I'm Bill. But he still agreed to come on the show in an hour. Even though I just sat next to him for 15 minutes, maybe longer, didn't say anything. To be fair, again, Pete Briscoe filled more words in those 15 minutes than is technically humanly possible. I like giving Pete a hard time. I wonder why he doesn't come on the show. I'll buy or sell us in an hour and a half. We'll get a bunch of headlines around sports, and Gino got paid. We'll get into that. Today is Franchise Tag Day. So all around the National Football League, decisions need to be made. Every team can franchise tag one guy. There are three different ways to do it. If it, basically they want to tie somebody up under pre-agreed collective bargaining agreement decisions between the players and the owners and the teams and just lock them in for a year. And there's also going to be because some teams can't make decisions and they don't want to franchise tag guys, players that are available. Frank Clark, who's got the third most sacks, I believe, in postseason history, if I've got that stat right, uh, reportedly not going to be a member of the Chiefs. And that's part of the cutthroat nature of trying to make these decisions. It ain't friendship, it's business. The big one's Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens have to franchise tag him today. They have to. Whatever the drama, whatever the difficulties, whatever the frustrations, they have to franchise tag him at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 3 o'clock Central Time. I always hate it when I live on Central Time. People are like, I have to do do the math? You do the math, radio guy. 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Iowa and, and the rest of you in that beautiful part of the country, that's the deadline. And if Lamar Jackson does not move from his I want to Sean Watson half a billion dollar guaranteed money requirement... This is the option the Ravens have. Now, it it gets a little tricky and a little complicated. I'll give you the details. But the deal is, there's no guarantee Lamar Jackson's going to work out. And if you're looking for a reminder that when you have to keep a quarterback, it doesn't mean keeping the quarterbacks in elites to success. A do-or-die kind of nobody wins catch-22. Look no further than the conversations we had a few years ago about Kyler Murray. And if you want to go maybe closer to the edge of what's acceptable, but not for me, Dak Prescott. Just because you look out at the reality in the National Football League, just because Geno Smith, who's been cut by more teams than most guys play for, is now a $110 million quarterback, just because the Ravens don't have a choice doesn't mean that either of these are good choices. Giving him $500 million in guaranteed money is not a good choice. And the advantage of the franchise tag And there is an advantage for Baltimore. I know that there's downsides. He can hold out. He can be frustrated. I'll go through some of the particulars here. In some of these cases, you have to overpay him. In some of these cases, another team can come in and make the stupid offer. Then you have to match it. So you might as well just give the guy the money in the first place. But the advantage, if the Ravens handle it properly, is they don't have to keep him. If he doesn't show up for work. If he doesn't play well. If he turns out to be not worth all that money. The franchise tag is an opportunity for NFL teams to spend a premium, to spend above market value, it's basically what it is for most of these guys, for a year to have the flexibility to move on and the leverage to try to negotiate these guys down. And for any player, and I've, I've heard this before, I have back many, many years ago, back in the day, hosted radio shows with former NFL players who get mad and say it's garbage and this shouldn't happen, it's not fair, and I'd never accept it. This was agreed upon in the collective bargaining agreement. The NFL didn't just make this up. It's an agreed-upon tool. Now, there are three ways the Ravens can just solve or complicate, depending on your view, 
their Lamar Jackson problem. They can do the non-exclusive franchise tag, which is the most common one of the one you probably know as franchise tag. There's an exclusive franchise tag, and there's a transition tag. It's really, really kind of complicated and all over the place. Uh, the transition tag is basically the same one-year fully guaranteed contract, but it only pays a player the average of the top 10 salaries at the position, not the top five. So it's a little bit cheaper, but it only guarantees a club the right of first refusal of a match of another team, and there's not compensation for that. You can do the non-exclusive franchise tag, and in effect, and Tom, jump in if I get this wrong, this stuff's complicated. In effect, same deal, you're going to pay a guy basically the average of the top five salaries of the position or 120% over his previous salary. You're going to pay him a bunch of money. You've got him for a year. The player can negotiate with other teams, and you have a right to match. But if you don't match, you get two first-round picks. So basically, let's say, and that's the the primary one. Let's say the Ravens decide, you know what, we're going to non-exclusive franchise tag Lamar Jackson and some idiotic team. Some other version of the Browns comes in and says, here's $600 million guaranteed. That team doesn't just give up that money to Lamar Jackson. They give up two first-round picks to the Ravens as part of the deal. And then if you really want to lock a guy down and you want to, just push this idea of we get them for a year, but it's expensive, but no one else gets to be involved. You can do the exclusive franchise tag. Kind of self-explanatory. Same exact deal. Top five salaries of the players of that position, 120% over the previous salary, and this allows you basically to keep the dude. Now, to give you a sense, this is from Mike Florio. There's a bunch of math. There's a bunch of complications. He did this earlier last year, kind of this year. These numbers are are projections, but I just want to give you a sense of what it would cost, okay? The non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson. So basically, daring somebody else to make him an offer he would accept, and then you have the right to match. It's weirdly like the NBA in this case. And you would get two first-round picks. Would be in the neighborhood if he'd make $32 million this year, he'd make $38 million next year. And again, it becomes guesswork year after year because of the way the math works. But we're guessing Florio is, nobody is better at this than he is, $55 million in year three. So, you know, you're talking in the neighborhood of 125, 130 million for the non-exclusive tag, 45 million for the exclusive tag, 55 million in year three, in year two, and then 80 million, which isn't going to happen. There's a huge upcharge in the, in the exclusive tag. And then it's hard to know in the transition tag, but, but figure a little bit less, figure 29, 35, maybe 50. It's hard to know because the math is really, really strange. The point is, If you're going to tag Lamar Jackson and you think you're going to tag him for three years in a row, if that's your worst-case scenario that that we're open to, then expect to potentially pay the guy $120 million. Now, you run a lot of risks. One, you're going to get to the end of this deal or midway through this deal, and you should have just given the guy $300 or $400 or I don't think $500 million, but you run the risk because you can still lose him and you can't tag him forever because it becomes so cost-prohibitive. Two... You run the risk the guy's going to hold out, which for me, I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to take that gamble. He loses the money, and you're in the exact same position you would be in had you just let him go somewhere else if you don't want to give him a gabillion dollars. And three, I think the real concern is he accepts the tag, he shows up, he does the minimum, and what you potentially saw at the end of last year, where all of a sudden Lamar Jackson wasn't available in crunch time, happens, or a lack of effort happens. 
And if you think I'm just being crazy that they're going to figure it out, they're never going to they're never going to franchise tag him. And this is all this is all just just negotiation. I don't know, man. Ozzie Newsom is the executive vice president of the Ravens on the Bernie Kosar show. By the way, Bernie Kosar, sweet guy. Met him a long time ago. What a guy. I'm just anyway, little side note, really nice dude. This front office leader of the Ravens sure sounds to me like he they're open to franchise tagging Lamar Jackson. The biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock to put the tag on. And and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized in trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. Look, a lot of guys can be franchise tagged. Daniel Jones could be franchise tagged. Absolutely. Josh Jacobs could be franchise tagged. There's all kinds of dudes that are out there. And as that news comes in, if it happens over the course of this show, we'll let you know. We've got about, what, a little less than six hours before that that tag deadline. And certainly the rest of the network, obviously, will we'll update you throughout the, the day if it doesn't happen here on Rider Than You. But for Lamar Jackson and the never-ending saga and the concerns that this guy has poisoned your locker room a little bit, given some of the back and forth between some Ravens personnel and some receivers, and the worry that he didn't put an effort at the end of the year. And I think beyond all that, the very legitimate concern of what is he worth. The reason we're having this conversation, the reason a deal is not done right now, paying Lamar Jackson, I don't know, you know, $40 million a year with a guarantee of $180 million or whatever, $200 million, whatever the number would be, is because the Browns were the Browns. But instead of the Browns just poisoning their own culture, they gave Deshaun Watson such a massively guaranteed deal that it changed the market in a way the rest of the NFL is not okay with. And so you understand where Lamar Jackson looks around, especially as, as a guy that represents himself, and for better or worse, and maybe it's better if he gets paid, doesn't have an agent saying, Lamar, you got you got to be reasonable here. Lamar Jackson wants that Deshaun Watson money. He wants all the money, he wants all the money guaranteed. I get it, I get it. I'm not going to get in, in the way of anybody getting their money. But I understand why the Ravens would say no. That kind of guarantee money changes the framework of the NFL. And it's worth noting that even though we have massive guaranteed money in baseball, and even though we have massive guaranteed money in the NBA, this idea of guaranteed money in the National Football League is relatively new. And it it jeopardizes the possibility of teams being able to move on from players and be successful if there are injuries or a lack of performance that you don't foresee. And that is really not great for the players. And I understand it takes away some of their security if you want about the difference between making $500 million and $800 million being a big deal. I'm not going to pretend like it's not, even though that doesn't apply to me or, or most of you. This started with Kirk Cousins. started five years ago, whenever it was, when Kirk Cousins went to the Vikings and got $55 million or $60 million guaranteed. If you're the Ravens, and you guarantee Lamar Jackson this money, and he doesn't perform at the level you expect, or he gets hurt, which the way he plays is certainly possible, or he just becomes what I would become. I'm, not, I'm just saying, if, and I love CBS Sports Radio, but if Spike Eskin and David Marinick made a terrible clerical error and guaranteed me $400 million, this show would be different starting the day I... I don't know what I would do. It would not... I might just do haiku because I could. And so if I could do it, certainly Lamar, anybody could, right? Just just the who gives a bleep. The Ravens have to franchise him if they don't get a reasonable deal done. And what Deshaun Watson and the Browns did is not reasonable. Just because it happened 
doesn't mean it's reasonable. Just because your neighbors are in a thruple doesn't mean that your wife should agree to it. Just because one person is doing something doesn't mean it's a good idea. The Browns pull the Browns. The Ravens cannot buckle under this. They can't. And then I'll, I'll close with the unpopular thing. There's no other option. There's nobody else out there. It's years in the wilderness. I get it. I'd rather not have Lamar Jackson than guarantee him $500 million. I'd rather take the risk on the other side that you can rebuild and draft somebody else. Because that's too much money. It changes your negotiation with every quarterback you're ever going to have again. And it locks you into a quarterback who's not reasonable in a league where if you don't have financial flexibility, you can lose year after year after year. All right. Franchise tag Lamar Jackson. That's the deal. Just franchise tag him. And frankly, I do the, I would do the non-exclusive. Dare somebody to overpay him and get two first-round picks, and you're off and running. That's what I would do. Harbaugh's got the juice to have a couple years where he's got to do it. Pete Carroll just had a better year without Russell Wilson than Russell Wilson had in Denver, where he got to basically choose to go. Great organizations can make it work. Bet on yourself. I am non-exclusive tagging Lamar Jackson. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Woo, franchise tag day. Let's go. Rick Spielman's going to tell us who we should, uh, who should, who he would tag. And whether or not I hurt his feelings. I didn't say hi to him three weeks ago. We'll talk to him in an hour. we got a LeBron James day coming up for you. But first, Tom Brady. If Tom Brady unretires for a second time, well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what the consequences are when we come back in a moment here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. I think we have to ban Bogus from referring to us as a thruple because I just looked up what a thruple is and no. Also, just in general, no. That's a, what a weird concept. I like the music, Tom. 
Uh, it was not based off what you were going to talk about right there, though. You're just, you're just, yeah, really. Sure. <laughs> uh, you're just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little, it's a little uh, window, it's a little window into your soul. The music you play. Do you line it up in advance, or is it just spur of the moment? We're coming back. Oh, I'm a big in advance guy. You are. I will change it on the fly, but you know me. I like, I like everything planned out. You got all the music planned out for the day. Yes. All right. Uh, hello, Andrew Bogish. Good morning. Whoa, you're in a new spot today. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties, so uh, I've changed sides of our thruple. Let, <laughs> we're, 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 we're banning. I just looked up. There's a voice actor. He's in a thruple. I looked at his partners. I don't know what's going on in the world. Let me – um. Well, can I just, for the record, you brought this up yesterday. I answered your question. Don't pin this on me that I introduced it or promoted it. No, 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 no. We no. didn't like where you went with Bill's question yesterday. Yeah. No. I brought up the concept of a thruple. I, I didn't look for you to invite me into one with you and Tom. That's That was not what I was after. Sorry. You went with the CBS Sports Radio-themed thruple, and yeah. you lost yeah. us there. Yeah. Like, right. who... I mean, that's fine, but it just didn't begin with me. I'm going to ask you a question. I want an actual—I don't want you to, to, to like, ha-ha, poo-poo, or change it. I want you to answer the question, Andrew. If you went home to your wife, and you sat her down the table and said, I love you, but I want to be in a thruple— I want to bring another woman into the house. It'll be great. We'll help with the kids. What would she do? If you were just like, I'm going to pretend I really want this for 24 hours, how would that go over? It would take a really long time for her to believe me that I was even <laughs> making this request. Got it. Then when she believed me, she'd probably non-lethally stab me. Okay, I understand. You'd be stabbed, but not in a way where you're not dying. You're just bleeding a little bit. Yeah, like in the bicep. Like to send a Got message, it. but not Got to it. actually end my life. If Lori didn't listen to the show, I would volunteer to just pretend that I wanted a thruple to see what happened. Because I don't, whatever, it's fine. But she listens, and she's listening right now. Because she just sent me, you met Bone, that's her takeaway. You met Bernie Kosar? Yeah, I met Bernie Kosar. <laughs> <laughs> He's super nice. Is he thruple worthy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's not the route I want to, I, I was thinking a little different direction. I gotcha. With the thruple. As nice that's as. Selfish of you. How do you even pitch that to somebody? Hey, I'm Bill, and uh, I'm. Older and not particularly attractive, nor interesting. Would you like to be in a throuple with me and my wife? Like, how do people pitch that? What's I, the pitch? I think you have to know in advance that you're not going to get a look of disgust. Like, I think you have to know, like, your audience with this. Like, you, you can't go to some random stranger. You have to have a little bit of background information. Tom's thought about this. Tom yeah. Tom's been shot yeah. down. Tom didn't wow, do his homework yeah. and asked the wrong Tom, person. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I have a question for you. Another question for you, Andrew. Oh, and great. for you, Tom. Let's start with Andrew. If, it's an if, if Tom Brady unretires and goes to the Dolphins, as Rich Eisen is reporting, we should keep an eye on, who will be more unlikable next year, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I mean, you know me, I'm biased. So Don't overthink this, Bo. The answer is Brady. That's I, I think you're right, and it's crazy. It's absolutely Aaron Rodgers. I'm even here, a, I am wow. here for Tom Brady coming back and going to the Dolphins. I'm here for it. So here's my thing. I don't want to tell grown men what to do or women. Live your life, do your thing, be in a throuple, unretire, whatever. But for some reason, the stoic beach goodbye on the video and the guy running behind him and like I already did it once. So I'll keep it like, no, you took me to the beach, Tom. You took me to the beach to say goodbye. And now you're just prancing around with the dolphins? Hell no. 
Give it to me every single offseason. The more TB12 content, the better. He wants to unretire, retire, unretire, play for all 32 teams. I'm here for it. All right. Uh, so, full disclosure, I've only interacted with Rich Eisen twice. And those were really unpleasant interactions. So that may lend itself. I'm not going to pretend, Tom. You got so nervous you said this story. I'm sure he's an incredibly nice man. And I had two, the two bad interactions. I had my thumb on the send button for like 20 no, minutes. No, send it. 20 minutes. Send it. And hey, I, he's a big deal. And, I, and in my experience, was happy to let me know. But that's fine. Maybe he's the sweetest man in the world. Look, I had a really bad day on the tennis court, and I got mad at a guy. I feel it. happens. Sometimes you just catch people on a bad day. I'm sure he's a, a sweet man. So I have a little. I take this a little more grain of salt than I should for that reason. Is sort of the reason that I'm telling that story. I, I'm sure he heard it. He's very connected. I just, it's hard. It's hard for me to give the guy credit. Okay, L- let's say that it's true that, that that you should keep an eye on it. To me, one of the big takeaways, the secondary takeaway, would be how much the Dolphins are clearly worried about Tua being around or serviceable. And I guess in that context, Andrew, if if the Dolphins had a plan and they had Tua and they are legitimately concerned he can't play or can't play at a level because of what happened last year with his injuries and his neurological concerns with, with the concussions, plural, I guess, Brady, even though it's obnoxious, maybe makes sense as a stopgap? Maybe. Well, be- before we go there, I mean, I, I think it's worth pointing out that this might be Brady slash owner specific. We've, we've, we've had, they've done this before. I mean, they tampered. It might not be about Tua's health. Tua could have come up, be coming off an all-pro season, and Stephen Ross may still want Tom Brady to be his quarterback. So, if they, Tua if they, was better than Brady last year. He was, but like I, I, it's and it's plausible that they're worried about his health. But until they start looking at all other quarterbacks, I'm not going to worry about that. This one, to me, it has any legs to it. This is just about Stephen Ross wanting Brady to be his quarterback, regardless of Tua's status. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to believe that NFL teams worry in their decision-making about the well-being of the player. That's not what I mean. I just think that they're worried that his lack of well-being means he can't perform. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and it, it may be, but I, but to me, I'm not sure, again, if this is real, that it's not a fully organizational decision, that it's literally just the owner going to, I was Chris Greer, that's his, that's his name, or the GM, I should know that easily, that Stephen Ross is telling Chris Greer, you need to make sure that Tom Brady will not play for us next year before anything else. I mean... I mean, Stephen Ross is man, that would be cool. All of these things already. I mean, this, this already happened. We've already lived this. But he world. retired again. Then don't don't retire, Tom. I mean, we on talk, the beach. We talked about it last week, Bill. Head coach Mike McDaniel said they're going to use all the time they possibly have until they decide whether they're going to pick up to his fifth year option. This year, he's going into year four. If they're worried about next year, you know they're worried about this year. I think this absolutely has legs to it. I don't know if it's true. We can't confirm it. I think that this would make sense, given everything that's already happened with that tampering case with the Miami Dolphins and Stephen Ross. Uh, let me say this, too, and I know this is on many levels, including Miami's cap situation, impossible. I, I got it. But if you really want to just replace Tua, and if Aaron Rodgers is really about winning and not about making you know a whole bunch of money, that's the guy. I mean, you can't make it work, and it would right? I mean, there's a cap reality, and... There's a trade that would have to happen, but but you, you you tell me Aaron Rodgers is going to the Dolphins. I'm like, uh, all right, they're a legit, maybe a top. They may be in the class of every team that's out there, other than the Chiefs for me. 
But Tom Brady, I'm not entirely convinced that A, it's going to work, and B, let's say that he does have a little magic left, right? a little, little pixie dust left. The odds that he's going to have it left come next January when the playoffs roll around, I think, are... We saw him run out of steam, and we saw him look old. I, do you think? Do either of you think it works? Let's just say Tom Brady, whatever the reason, is a, is a Dolphin. Do either of you think it works to any sufficient degree? I think they would be better than the Bucks last season. But they're in a much tougher division and a m- much tougher conference. I think they're above 500 team. Yeah, it would, yeah, but it would work. What? Yes, I don't. I don't think he's done as a quarterback. I do think if he wanted to play this year, he could play and be above average. Twelve wins or more? Can they win twelve games? No, uh, that's too much. That's too much. That's probably the extreme because of the Bills and if the Jets were to get Aaron Rodgers and the rest of that conference. Yeah. That conference would be amazing. I mean, I don't know that is 10 and 7. I guess there is a, a reality and there's a pressure if you're the Dolphins. To, to be fair to Miami, and maybe we shouldn't be, but you spent a bunch of money on Tyreek Hill. And he's not the only guy that you're, you're paying serious money to. Like, there is a window here, right? I mean, it's not like you can wait three years to, to find a quarterback if two doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, they, they paid to trade for Bradley Chubb. Like, they're all in yeah. on the near future here. I just... I felt like we had something, you know, Tom and all of us on the beach, right? Hey, guys. Kind of crying, a little emotional. Yeah. We could have another moment. He could come back. That could be emotional. Do we think he was on the beach in Miami or Tampa Bay, now that I think about it? I I thought it was Florida, and I thought it was that he was pre-taped, that he taped it and then left for California for the movie premiere. I thought that was the story. Did that movie come out? It must have been terrible. It it did. did come out. Was it just awful, terrible reviews? I would hope so. You know, I think people were saying, oh, this is better than it was supposed to be than I thought it was going to be, but I, that's like a backhanded compliment. You're not as ugly as I thought in person? I mean, that's, exactly. that's basically right. what that is. Yeah. Yep. My buddy Greg and I were supposed to play pickleball yesterday, and then he blew me off for a date. I'm trying to decide if that's cool or not. I guess it probably is, right? I thought Good you were morally opposed to pickleball. I am not a big pickleball guy, but they did some, he works at the radio station here, they did some pickleball stupid thing where he's like, I'll beat you in pickleball. I was like, all right, man, come on out. We'll play. I'll, I'll beat you in that too. And then he picked a date over you. I got in a really big screaming match with the guy in tennis. It was not good. Like children were watching, and then the guy wanted to fight me. It was really unpleasant yesterday. I just had a Monday. <laughs> I had terrible. No fights. <laughs> Are you looking at me? No, man. I'm pissed off at you <laughs> from seven games. And he crushed me. I lost every game after he started – we started scream- he started screaming at me. I lost six. I lost six zero. I was like, "All right, man, I'm I'm, I'm out of here." Anyway, yeah, Ouch. maybe I'll check out pickleball. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers also, by the way, uh, reportedly was it Trey Wingo who reported this? Did I get that right? Trey Wingo of the Pro Football Network. Yeah, that that Aaron Rodgers visited with the Jets. You know, last night or early this morning, depending where you are, is when the report came out that this conversation happened yesterday. I mean, I'm assuming that that's true. The Jets had to have gotten permission from the Packers because, again, I think Florio pointed out, it's tampering if if you don't do it that way. Here's my thing on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to talk to anybody that's a fit because Aaron Rodgers, I think, am I wrong, Andrew, to to believe Aaron Rodgers craves the attention more than anything else? Yeah, which is the ridiculous part of all of this. He keeps saying, leave me alone, leave me alone, while he's on radio and podcasts Asking for attention. It's the craziest thing ever. He wants all of it. 
Here's an unkind comparison, and I'm not in any way making fun of mental illness or homelessness. I've covered those issues. I, but if you're ever walking down the streets of New York or L.A. or anywhere you know where it happens, and someone's screaming, why are you staring at me? It's because you're screaming at the top of your lungs, why are you staring at me over and over and over again? This happened to me a few weeks ago. So why? Aaron Rodgers, just all he does is yell for attention and then get mad when you look at him. It's pretty remarkable to complain about attention on one of the most popular radio shows we have right now and then on our super popular podcast that he continues to go on every week. Goes on, and that podcast, which I'm still annoyed with, 90 minutes, he said nothing. You're mad nothing. if you listen to it. <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes of your life. And you still, oh no, you pick Rogers. that's why. That's why you think he's the most annoying, because he took 90 minutes from you. I have a bit of a bias, yes. Mm. I, I just, neither of these guys, you can't. I mean, I don't know what the rule is. How many times did Favre retire? Twice? We got two from Brett? Twice, but he, I mean, he danced around it and flirted with it for, I want to say, three or four years. Which which Jordan, is what Rodgers is approaching now, too. Jordan unretired once. Didn't go. That's the thing. Can either of you name a time that a guy is unretired after a great career where it's worked out? Other. Like, no, actually retired? Yeah, like, I'm retired, oh, I'm so sad, I'm retired, now I'm a Washington Wizard and I can't hit jumpers. To be fair, Jordan still hit some jumpers, but it was ugly at times. Because Brady has actually put his paperwork in, right? Am I remembering that correctly? He filed paperwork uh, on yes. being retired? Yes, you are correct on that. Um, I can't think of anybody. There are many. I mean, Ricky Henderson playing in the Mexican League. That, and- that doesn't count. I don't doesn't he was an all time great man. No, no, but the Mexican league does not count. That's what I mean. That's yeah. where it, that's where he ended up. Like I'm done. Just kidding. All right. Which of the if you guys could banish one guy from the NFL next year and the other guy had to play, would you banish Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? You have a magic wand. You, I'll go first. I would ban. I would even though I find it more obnoxious with Brady, I would banish Aaron Rodgers just because I do think Aaron Rodgers is is creating all of this for the wrong reasons, whereas I think Brady just can't give the game up. And that is a different thing. Yeah, I, I think Rodgers deserves punishment, so let's banish him, too. <laughs> that makes three of us. We all agree. What a throuple moment. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. That's a terrible term. Um, look, LeBron James loves his kid. I There's no doubt. And I, I want to have sympathy there. But LeBron is also setting his son up to be humiliated in a pretty severe way. And the... I think the most egregious example of this and a way in which a father's love can also be really problematic for his kid when he's LeBron James and his kid wants to play in the NBA happened on social media yesterday. We're going to get into that here on the show. I'll explain after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from the distinguished one, Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more. Two more. Two more. 
You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Yesterday, sitting around injured, bum foot, can't play. LeBron James uh, was watching some league pass. I get it. I'm always injured. And I'm often watching league pass. Tweeted something he shouldn't have, and now we're going to have to basketball this thing. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is best. Kit Bill. All right, here's the deal. LeBron James' son, Bronny, who's in high school, is anticipated to be you know, probably an NBA player. If he wasn't LeBron James' son, it would be likely, but not a guarantee, but it's a guarantee because LeBron wants to play with him, and the expectation is at a minimum somebody will draft Bronny so they can play with LeBron James, even if LeBron is what he'll be 40 years old. There's going to be a target on that kid's back. And all the jealousy... And all the frustration and all the competitiveness that people have had toward LeBron, they're going to take out on his son. That was already going to be true. But LeBron tweeting this doesn't help. I'm going to read this to you. I want you to picture LeBron with his foot up, some really expensive sweats, right? In a beautiful house with his phone. Man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. Blank, lightweight, hilarious. And blank is another word, poop. I'm going to say poop. Poop, lightweight, hilarious. A bunch. So basically, by the way, there weren't many games on. Only two of the teams who were playing had losing records. Like Detroit and the Pacers, if I remember this right. LeBron's out there basically saying, my high school son, who, who's not a top five or top ten projected pick, by the way. It's not like Bronny is projected to be the next LeBron James. LeBron's out there saying, my kid's better than all these pros. LeBron James loves his son, and I get that, man. I got my daughter, Madeline, my son, Henry. I love him more than anything in the world. If you're a parent, you, you know what I'm talking about. And you want him to be okay, and you're supportive of him, and you're proud of him. But LeBron James has got to understand that he is going to make Bronny's life miserable. Guys are going to come for him every night. The focus on Bronny James, the physicality, the lack of a welcome, the brutality on the floor, the need to humiliate, it's going to be extreme. It's going to make Lonzo Ball's introduction to the NBA look like a welcome party thrown by nuns, the nice kind. I was a newspaper writer for a long time, covering politics, covering sports, covering various things. And especially in the news side, it was really collegial, it was really kind. It was nice. It was like what I would imagine most workplaces are like. I moved to sports when I was young, and I got a pretty high-level sports job, right, a newspaper. And then I got into national writing. And I was not prepared for the shocking level of jealousy. And I just mean, like, people don't want anyone else to be hired. Not anyone. But it's there's an amazing level. There's a cutthroat nature to the sports media business that I find really stupid. But I understand. That the difference between making, you know, nothing and a lot is really thin in sports. I have friends and colleagues who have gone on to be very wealthy, talk about sports. It's like being Peter Pan. 
And that is the tip of the iceberg of what I would imagine the jealousy and competitiveness is in the National Basketball Association. But I got a small insight into it. Jealousy is a really strong thing. It motivates a lot of people. And I'm telling you, everybody respects LeBron in the NBA. Not everybody likes LeBron. Not everybody likes LeBron James in in the NBA. He sucks the oxygen out of the room. I like him, but he's complicated. I don't think he's particularly self-aware sometimes. He runs practices. He runs over coaches. He basically tells guys what to do. It's fine. But when he gets old, guys are going to come for him. They're going to. And when his kid gets into the league because of tweets like this, Bronny James's opportunity to be successful is greatly reduced. LeBron, this is really difficult advice to take. I say it as a dad. I know I don't understand your world in terms of pressure, wealth, expectation, you know, success, all of it. I say this as nice as I can. You've got to shut up and let your son do his thing, man. Stop being the world's most obnoxious parent when you're LeBron James. Or an obnoxious parent when you're LeBron James. Everyone's paying attention. Guys are keeping note. And your son's going to pay the price for words you can back up, but Bronny cannot. And that was Bass Kid Bill. I mean, Tom, what... By the way, Bronny, if those of you don't know this, Bronny's really good, he's improving, and sort of the MO... Let's say his name wasn't Bronny James. Let's say it was, you know, B. Smith. I don't know, B. Smith. He would be recruited by a top program. He'd have a choice to make. He would go to that program. If he went to a place like Kentucky or UNC, right, or wherever it might be, he probably wouldn't play a lot the first year, but the hope would be he'd improve in practice, maybe by the end of the year. And a, he'd be on more of a two- or three-year plan. That doesn't mean he'd make the right decision, but if he, he's the kind of player that if he played two or three years, much higher ceiling. He, he needs to develop, even though he's talented. And if he rushed into the draft, which a lot of young players do, this player that's not LeBron James' son might not be drafted and his career might not go well. Because he's LeBron James' son, he's going to go one. He's going to be done. He's going to get drafted. He's going to play with his dad somewhere probably. And I get it, man. If you're, um, I don't know, what's a really bad team? If, if you're the Trailblazers and it's two years from now and Damian Lillard's gone and you guys aren't very good and you're in rebuilding, you want to sell a bunch of tickets and have LeBron play, for, why not? It's like having Michael Jordan come play for a couple of years. But, Tom, I don't think it's good for his kid. I don't think it's good for his kid. And the entire time you were doing that basketball segment, all I could think about was LeVar Ball hyping up his son, who is very talented and was, you know, a top pick. His NBA debut going up against Patrick Beverly, who picked him up 94 feet as Lonzo was trying to cross midcourt, embarrassed him over and over because of all the hype that LeVar pumped up his son with. The same thing is going to happen with LeBron and Bronny. And you feel bad. You feel bad for the kid. I it and I also feel bad for LeBron because this isn't a mistake he's making with like being mean to Anthony Dave, whatever, or having Frank Vogel fired. This is your son, and he loves his son. And like I respect the hell out of that. I'm around parents all the time in my community. I live in Manhattan Beach, California, which is extremely wealthy. I mean, I show up places and people give me their keys and they're like, don't get a scratch on it. I literally take my kid to soccer practice. People like throw Jag keys at me. Like, I drove a Prius here, and I was like, oh, it's a really nice car. And people literally were like, is everything? I'm not making it. We're like, are you? Is everything okay? Our neighbors used to bring us clothes, everything but food. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm just, I want to see what you're wearing. I'm like, it's just dressed this way. It's a very, very weird community. I love it, but it's a weird community. 
And there's normal people here like me, but not many of us. And and the parents are, you know, really into sports. And they love their kids. They love their kids. I saw a dad the other day screaming, borderline screaming at a mom over a junior tennis match between two kids who were like 11 who were both bad at tennis. Like, it doesn't matter. My point is, and he loves his daughter. That guy loves his daughter. I give you other examples. I have some sympathy, even though it's not great. It's not great behavior. It doesn't help. So I, I, I love that LeBron loves his kid, man. And like, that's awesome. But you can love your kids. Parents, you know this. And you can do things out of love, and it can be a mistake. Right? Sometimes the hard thing is the thing you have to do as a parent. And, and easier for me to say than to do, but, God, I mean, I love my son. and I, LeBron's just got to just be quiet. Just, like, let Bronny make his own way, man. Help him. Give him advice. Don't get on Twitter and be like, my son's better than these cats. They're a bunch of poop. Poop, this is hilarious, is really what it was. I think LeBron's already done the hard part. Bronny is going to be in the NBA. It's going to happen, whether he's a top pick, a first-round pick, a second. Like, he he did the hard part. It's happening. Now he's got to ease up. Got to ease up. Yeah, I think it's too late, too. I Michael Jordan's son did not was not great in college, and, and like— but Jordan did, if I remember this right, did a nice job of just being trying to be low key chill about it, right? That's living up to that kind of name is that is brutal. All right, let's shift to a little NFL talk. Packers apparently would be fine with Aaron Rodgers not coming back. Tom Brady might unretire. Lamar Jackson, I would assume, is someone negotiating with the Ravens. And Rick Spielman, my guy, former Vikings GM, going to join me and talk all these things and more. In a moment here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 